Welcome to It's Your Turn. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and no matter how exhausted, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed you are, there is hope. You can start exactly where you are. There's nothing wrong with you. In fact, you're ready for it to be your turn or you wouldn't be here. You know, we hear words like vitality and confidence and empowerment and transformation, but what do they really mean? What do they look like in the practical aspects of our life? In the It's Your Turn podcast, we explore, learn, and put into practice practical tools and wise concepts for transformation. This is real life change, not platitudes. It's the intersection of the practical and the aspirational. It's your turn to make decisions that are aligned with exactly what you want. And if you've lost connection to what you want, that's okay, we'll reconnect it. You'll learn how to shift out of self-sabotaging patterns and tap in to the clarity, confidence, and vitality that you may feel like has been lost forever. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat of your life and embrace the power that is within you. So let's get to it. All right, everybody, today we're going to talk about the fun topic of dogma and the pain that it can cause. <laughs> so I have mentioned before, and if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen posts or saw my reel recently about the damage and the pain that I experienced from growing up in a very fundamentalist, evangelical, religious, you know, church and family. And Part of what makes that environment or made it so painful for me are a couple of ideas, a couple of beliefs, a couple of doctrines, as they would say, uh, that were taught to me from as far back as I can remember of original sin. So I am, you know, a sinner. I was born that way. You can't escape it. You are that. Everybody is that. And that all of us are either going to this place that's heaven or hell after we die and heaven's wonderful and hell is horrible and we're there for eternity. So like uh, who wants to pick horrible? And so there's a specific thing you had to do. You had to believe you were a sinner. You had to know you couldn't save yourself. You had to believe that Jesus was the only way to salvation and his dying on the cross for our sins and you know, say this prayer and then you were a quote unquote Christian and everybody who believed differently was wrong and they were going to hell. So the word dogma, just to get to the dictionary of that, <laughs> is a principle or set of principles that are laid down by an authority as incontrovertibly true. And that's the key. Now, you may not have, and I hope you were not, subjected to the sort of dogma that I was faced with every day growing up. Like, so by the ripe old age of seven, I'm walking down to the front of a very big church. Like, it must seat a, a thousand people. I don't know. It's a big church. I've been back there as an adult. It wasn't just because I was seven that it seemed so big. Um and, you know, confessed my sins, you know, and all this, you know, asked Jesus into my heart so I could be saved. And then I set about for the next 15 years or so 
uh, fervently working to save others. You know, this is a very, uh, for those of you old enough to know who Billy Graham was, you know, the a very Billy Graham sort of evangelical thing where we needed to go save people because like, right, if I think you're going to go to hell and I know how to get you out of that, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, right, um, with passion because I'm so convinced that if you don't believe the same way I believe exactly, incontrovertibly, <laughs> that you know, you're going to be doomed to this lifetime of hell. It's very motivating. And so whether that is a dogma you've been faced with or not, it has, most all of us have faced some kind of dogma in our life. So key words there being that authority, there's some kind of authority. It could have been a band teacher, right? Uh, it could have been just how your parents were, a grandparent was. Um, certainly our systems of patriarchy, our systems uh, that create racism, are systems that while they're starting to crumble, depending on how old you are, you could have been raised in an environment where, you know, anybody who wasn't white <laughs> was not as good as you, and that was incontrovertible, okay? You could have been raised that everybody who wasn't a man was less than you, and that was incontrovertible. So, of course, they wouldn't have used those words that I'm just using, but you know what I mean. There are many things that get presented to us. Girls are supposed to be, you know, this way. Um, women are supposed to be this way. We can have these professions. We can't have those professions. Like the whole sense of just not as good as even today, even though like one would say all professions are open now to women. There's so much actually incontrovertible uh, evidence research that is still supporting a lack of equal pay, a lack of uh, you know, having as many women in leader in leadership positions or as CEOs um, than there are men, certainly as entrepreneurs, there are fewer women owned businesses. There are fewer women have a tendency to make less money in their businesses. So there's a lot of evidence that supports that we still have cultural dogma that puts down women that whether it's overt or covert is saying it is better to be a man a man is better suited to this a man is better qualified for this a man deserves more a man you know and i'm not saying if you're a dude that that makes your life easy there are many ways that patriarchy causes men to suffer it's just very different than how it causes women to suffer and so I dare say that none of us have escaped the pain that dogma causes us in one way or another. And it's even in the self-help world, it's in, you know, whatever, spirituality and different things are just like, oh, if you don't believe in this, you know, vibration, or you don't believe in, you know, whatever, whatever, then you're wrong, you know, and I just want to help all of us release from that. Like we have, first of all, we're all unique. 
and we're all having a unique journey and what works for one of us doesn't work for another one of us. And so to set up an innate, this is right or this is wrong for all people is a really small way of thinking, right? It's a really limited perspective. And so today I want to give you a few things on sort of how to navigate this arena because dogma right away starts to create limitation, right? And that's why it's so dangerous to me because it it puts people in a position of either seeing themselves as superior or seeing themselves as less than almost always. And I mean, I'll admit it when I was out there saving souls, I thought I was superior in a way, like I would have never said that. And I didn't feel that in a way of like, I'm better than you are at, at my core or something. Cause I believe we were all sinners. Right. But I did believe I knew something really important that you needed to know. And with the concept of just like, surely if you just knew this, you would believe the same thing I do because it's so obvious, right? And that kind of attitude creates an, an air of superiority right there. I know and you don't, so let me enlighten you, you know? So it can come across very well-meaning. It can be unintentional to create that kind of dynamic of superiority, but it almost always happens. And so looking for it or noticing it in those unexpected places of self-help or happens a lot in with business for entrepreneurs on, you know, like this is the way to build the funnel and follow my five steps and that's going to get you this result and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, sometimes it does for some people and sometimes it doesn't for others. So just I, one of my first things about how to sort of move beyond it is to allow yourself not to buy it to begin with, that I don't care if this formula for how to create great habits to reach your goals, whatever, has worked for a million people, it may not work for you. So as that author and other people who have used the system and it worked, get very passionate about, well, you just need to do this, you know, just the way I tell you, follow, follow the rules exactly, you know, uh, and it doesn't work for you, that there's nothing wrong with you. I mean, I think that's the unfortunate downside or potential double-edged sword of personal growth and work, you know, whether you're taking classes or just listening to this podcast or you're working one-on-one -on -one with me, I never, ever want our work together to trigger your inner critic who's going to say, well, I can't believe you didn't know that, or I can't believe you didn't do that, or you got triggered by that or whatever. Oh my gosh, you still have so many things to work on and blah, blah, blah. Because fundamentally, the thing I get dogmatic about is love, right? Like love is what we know. All the other stuff changes, right? You look back a hundred years ago to things that we totally believed were true. Science totally believed it was true. It was this way. It's only that way. And then, you know, a hundred years later, we're like, oh, no, not exactly. And you were totally confused about what was really causing that because it wasn't what you thought. It's this other thing. And, you know, it's going to be true a hundred years from now. People are going to look back at this day and age and be like, oh my gosh, what were they thinking? You know, so 
love is about the only thing I'm going to go into dogma about because that's what I trust. That's what I know is true is love and love is compassionate and love is kind and love doesn't pigeonhole us into there's only one way to be. There's only one way to do this. And what's wrong with you? Cause you haven't grown enough yet. And all that, all that critical stuff is not love. Now, love doesn't let us walk out in front of cars either, or, you know, eat the whole chocolate cake and then puke. I mean, it might once, because then we would learn we don't eat a whole chocolate cake at once, right? So, but my point being, generally speaking, lest anyone freak out on me, love doesn't mean we are just self-indulgent, you know, crazy people. Love allows for boundaries with ourselves and with others, but it's in compassion, compassion for me that I can't, you know, be in this role with you or something, you know, so I can't um, be with you when you're doing this. So I'm going to say no to that, or I'm just tired and I'm going to say no to that, right? It's, it could be self-love and compassion and compassion for the other person, um, which is the opposite of enabling. And what happens so often is that we take something like enabling or dogma and label them as love. But to me, that is not the case. So I'm not trying to pick on religion. I, If you believe the things that, you know, I've mentioned original sin and there's only one way to be saved and all of that, that is your right to do so. Okay. I'm not trying to talk you out of it. But for me, those concepts were very damaging and very painful because they kept me in a loop of not being worthy of there's something wrong with me that needs to be fixed. And I don't actually believe that anymore. And I hope that you don't. I hope that you don't, regardless of whatever your re religious beliefs might be, that you don't believe that there's something wrong with you. You know, just because we get into personal growth and personal development, whatever you want to call this, every client I have as a coach, there's not something wrong with them. That's not why they're working with me. It's like, there's nothing wrong with you when you go to the gym and hire a personal trainer either. <laughs> you know, you're just wanting to make your life easier. You're wanting to learn how to do something in a different way or have that personal trainer, check your form, give you new exercise tips, give you a better way to do something, a more holistic way to do something, right? Like there's all kinds of things we can benefit by hiring other people to help us, mentor us, you know, teach us whatever in life. Doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. But when we've been, especially I think for those of us who have been raised in a lot of dogma, whether it's just from our families or it comes under religion or whatever, whatever guise it shows up in, there's this feeling of unless I'm exactly this way, then I'm wrong, then I'm not good enough, then I need fixing, then I, you know. And so the most important thing you can do for yourself to start to move beyond that pain is number one, allow yourself to feel it. Like you do have to feel it. You have to feel how limiting, how hurtful, how sometimes I had a big, I've had some emotional days in the last few weeks around this topic. And some of the time I just needed to have a cry over how different my life would have been if I hadn't believed there was something fundamentally wrong with me, you know, that I was bad, that I was this sinner, 
that needed to be saved and how that ended up shaping my life. And so I will just sometimes feel that sadness and sometimes anger for sure over how that shaped me. So allowing yourself to feel the pain is really, really important. And, you know, this is something I do frequently with clients because we all have things, whatever they're caused by, that are super painful that feel like if we go into those feelings, we're going to get overwhelmed. And so this is a great time to have a coach or a great therapist who will go there with you. And, you know, the good news is it rarely happens that it's really overwhelming. It's just that we think it's going to be because we've been avoiding it. But once we go there and especially go there with a teacher, a mentor, a compassionate, you know, companion, so to speak, uh, then we can feel that pain and it will naturally dissipate because we've allowed it, because we've felt it. The pain that doesn't want to dissipate is the pain we're trying to resist, the pain we're not allowing ourselves to feel. So then it's just like a dripping faucet that never runs out of water, right? But if we were to just open the flow, let it, let the water, let the tears come, then it would be done. It, it's like, you know, a faucet sitting in a bucket of water. Um, that doesn't happen, I realize. But anyway, you get the metaphor. Um, because it's when we don't allow them that it just, at a low level, it stays there. But if we can allow it, it'll pour through and be done with itself, so to speak. So allowing the pain and then giving yourself permission to open up to new ways of seeing yourself. You know, that there's nothing wrong with you. You don't need to be fixed. Um, that, you know, you deserve whatever you want to pursue in your life. Um, that you deserve the desires of your heart. You deserve pleasure. You deserve fun. You deserve to have boundaries. You deserve to say no to people that are sucking you dry. You're, you deserve to prioritize yourself. You know, one of the other big dogmas in a lot of systems, the religious one I was brought up in, in patriarchy is very much this way is that you know just because I'm a woman I'm not equal I'm not as good as a man and so I grew up with a very limited sense of what my choices were in life because and very clear that men were superior to me and that was a really hard one as much as intellectually of course as soon as I started to realize wait a minute <laughs> I don't think that's true it feels good on an intellectual level but it's really hard to undo the imprint that these beliefs have had on us when we've had them for many years and so that's where for me I got thankfully you know with a really good therapist um, find a good therapist find a good coach I work with clients all the time to break through these patterns and beliefs that have been set in motion that no longer serve us. So I hope that resonates. I would love to hear your thoughts about this. I know that there are some people who are going to really relate to the religious application of this, but then I hope all of you can see how maybe whether it's external or internal, there are times we get into that dogma of just like, this is the way and the only way and everything else is wrong. And it just doesn't serve us very well. Uh, and it can create a whole lot of pain and a whole lot of um, dysfunction in how we're relating to ourselves and how we relate in the world. So let me know how this resonates with you. 
Let me know if I can help you. Of course, my email, how to contact me, how to book a free call if you want to explore working with me. If you've had some pain from these kinds of things that you're ready to say, look, I'm I'm done. I want to I want to move beyond this, but I don't really know how, or I'm afraid to, which is totally normal. I was. And so book that free call and let's talk about whether or not this could be the right time and if I'm the right coach um, for us to work together to help you through that. So I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach. I'm so glad you're here on It's Your Turn because it is your turn to claim your own life and live in the joy and the pleasure and the fun that you deserve. Thank you for joining me for this episode of It's Your Turn. I've got resources and links in the show notes for you, but here's what's more fun. DM me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach and let me know you listened to today's episode. I'd love to connect with you. And then share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it because I know you know somebody who needs to hear it. And I'll see you in the next episode of It's Your Turn.